0: And i'm nathan neal and i'm joined by paul ragsdale hey hello hello and angie ragsdale hello <laughs> and uh the creators of murder size which i yes. has a lot of buzz right now people are very excited about it
1: yeah we're so glad uh everyone's getting a lot of positive feedback so really happy about that
0: yeah and it's uh, streaming exclusively right now on uh, New Village Video, which I'm a big fan of. Very cool people run it, and it's yeah. nice. Uh, in a, totally independent from Understand. They really uh, uh give a lot back to the the filmmakers. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, yeah, we love working with them. Love working with Larry. Uh, like you said, independent platform definitely supports independent filmmakers, and you can rent it for only three bucks. You know, it's yeah. great, great deal.
0: Yeah, so there's no need to go out there and and uh, and, bo- and uh, you know pirate it. You can af- you can afford three bucks to watch. Yeah, you come know. on. Yeah, you even get a group of people. Everyone can chip in fifty cents and, and watch. Uh, yeah, go. charge
1: admission, popcorn, exactly, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right.
0: Now you also did have a premiere. Uh, what was that like to watch with a bunch of people?
1: Oh, that was great. I mean, that's the true test, you know, of a movie is to watch it with an audience, you know, and especially an audience that doesn't have anything to do with it. Like not just the cast and crew, you know, but like actual pain audience members. And um, so that was great. And you know, this is the uh, first time we got a premiere at the state theater, which is like a local historic theater in in our hometown. So it was, it was awesome. And, you know, just hearing the people laugh at the right, points you know laughing whenever (laughs) drew came on screen that's for sure uh laughing at all the jokes and then cringing at all the horror and um (laughs) hearing him cheer like when when the good guy gets the bad guy yeah it was it was great you never
2: know how an audience is gonna react yeah i mean you hope
3: Right, right.
2: It's gonna be received well, but yeah. when you get to finally sit down with other people and watch it, who are not really biased—they they, mm-hmm. they were not in the movie or didn't have anything to do with it—they're just yeah. an audience. It's
1: there for
0: entertainment. And
2: when they get it and they have a great time, it's always like, <sighs> okay,
0: yeah. Okay. As you Hi. said, you <laughs> obviously your friends. They're probably not gonna say, "Wow, that really sucked." Uh, you know, they so you can never really tell, like if they say, "Oh yeah, that was really good," or you yeah. Know.
2: I don't know. I think. Some of
0: them. I might. think they would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I I suppose it's probably better to tell you in advance. Be like, yeah. well, maybe you should uh, work on this or something.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, why don't you give me a heads
0: up? <laughs> <laughs> is there added pressure? You know, uh, making a movie with crowdfunding. Obviously, you always want your movie to be well, to be made well. But is there added pressure? Then it's like these people, you know, put a lot of money in. You know. To make the movie it's like we have to you know make sure we, we uh do right by them
2: oh absolutely that's uh, mm-hmm. been a goal of ours ever since the beginning so our first films yeah. we never expected anyone to watch them we didn't do any kind of crowdfunding because we were learning and we we're like oh our friends will watch us and that's it mm-hmm. uh, but as we started to do fundraising campaigns that's always been pretty far up on the list of priorities is to make sure we deliver for the budget that we're able to raise. Mm-hmm. And even though we um, raise a certain amount of money, we've always e- even put in additional money of our oh, own. Yeah. Just, just to That's just I to, think
0: some people don't realize that deliver. about the crowdfunding. you know, it's usually you for one thing, it's usually the bare minimum that it needs to be made at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you know, some people I think when it ends, they think, Oh, well, they made their money, you know, they can make the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly yeah no we're always putting in our own money and it, you know just i mean that, that's you have to do it you know just uh just to make it whole just to make it you know as good as you want it to be or the ideal that you have in your mind you know your own standards so that's just what it takes i mean but this was the first one where um obviously we raised the most with this one the the, the other two that we did you know we raised under ten thousand you know or, or well, well under ten thousand for the very first one, and that was fun You know, we we didn't need a lot. We like like she said, we just put in our own money to make it. So this one, you know, it was completely funded by fans and supporters. So yeah, there was more pressure for for this one, um but never something that we fretted about. It was always just like the same old question, like oh, I hope they like it. I really hope they like it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I hope they hope they think it's funny. You know, like it's it's that kind of stuff. I hope the writing gets through. I hope they like Kansas and Drew and Jessa. So so far, so good. Everyone's been very, very positive, like I said, and it's so great.
2: We usually have faith that the audience that these kind of titles and mm-hmm. genre attracts, that they are going to understand the the story and how it unfolds, because if we showed this movie to someone who's not interested in this kind of
4: mm-hmm.
2: genre, then they'd be like, okay, what did I invest in? Right. But the poor community has been so supportive, and they know exactly what they want. They know just from hearing the title yeah and just from some of the people that are involved with the project they're like i hope it's going to be this <laughs> and if we deliver on that and they're like that's exactly what i was hoping it would be then we're like yes
1: you're investing in a movie called murder size so
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i mean honestly that name alone i mean that attracted me right away when i heard i was like murder size i mean yeah <laughs> it's not generic so uh which is also something i don't think people think about sometimes because uh so if you google murder size What's going to come up is stuff about your movie. Right. If it was called, you know, exercise or whatever, you know, you mm-hmm. can put that in and like, well, I can't even find the movie because there's right. like yeah. you know, eight bazillion <laughs> things that come up. It's
2: very specific. Very unique. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just a fun the title. title. Says it all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which came first? Like the idea. So how how early on did the name Murder Size come along? Because I can almost see people like, hey, this is a fun name for a movie. No, let's write it.
1: You know when when i was writing it i had a another title for it which i can't remember now which i can go back and get my notes but it was a toss-up i was like i don't know this or that um so the script came first story came first and the title came like within the middle like i was trying to decide you know would this be a good title um i think i asked my brother you know what do you think of this I asked angie of course you know like does this sound kind of weird i don't know so (laughs) Cause like, you know, obviously as the spy, kill killer workout and that's already a great name. And then the, the, you know, the, the alternate title of killer workout is a Robocide So I was like, Oh wow. That's <laughs> that's amazing. You know, I can't uh-huh. use that. Um, and then, you know, death spa, you know, it was great. So I was like, Oh, I want to do something. Cause like, um, I don't know if you know the, the exercise tape exercise tape called a uh by Ron Harris, It's very, very famous, like in the late eighties and nineties. If you watched Friday the 13th part four, um, I think Axel the, uh, Paramedic uh, ambulance driver, he's watching it at the very beginning before he gets his head cut oh, off. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's watching that. <laughs> and so I was, when I was a kid, I used to think, what is that? Is that real? And then later on, you find out that is real. So I was like, oh, I'd well, be cool if, uh, you know, there's a movie about people making that type of a workout video. Very sleazy, very exploitive, you know, purely softcore um, video. So I was like, okay, RoboSize, that's kind of my, my shining light, my, my North Star or whatever. So I'll just, you know, Murder, so, you know, just kind of put the two together. So it just kind of worked out that way. So it, it came a little bit later. Had the story first.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, Angie, how does, uh, how, how does this work? Uh, you guys, you know, directing a movie together and some of the other ones you write together. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, everything that we do, it's, I mean, I don't know what my exact credits are on these projects, because I don't, I don't know, I don't really care. (laughs)
1: It's kind of like the Coen Brothers, you know, like the Coen Brothers are are just interchangeable. Yeah,
2: I think, I forget which ones I'm like specifically credited for what, but basically what I've done is the same from the Mm very first project we've done to this one. Yeah, it's always the same. We usually, we co-write everything, we co-direct, we co-edit, we co Pretty much it. we go everything.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, Paul's more of the idea person. So he'll come up with the concept and then I more help him structure out a story. And Definitely then,
1: editorial. Yeah,
2: more editorial. So I'll help him like, okay, now I think this part should be cut it's a little bit long or maybe get a little slow here oh. or add in additional scenes. Sometimes I'll write a scene or
3: mm-hmm.
2: suggest uh, certain actors for roles and we'll help write stuff, something specifically for them. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, we pretty much split most of the duties, um, but where Paul does more with the actual typing of the script, I split off and do more producing stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm usually more involved with like trying to lock down locations and dressing them up to make them look interesting and getting all the wardrobe and Mm -hmm. figuring out like scheduling and food and how, if people have any food allergies and Mm -hmm. what we're going to. feed people for five days and mm-hmm. that kind of boring yeah, arranging rides, boring stuff you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah travel it's all... so there's
0: a lot more that goes into a movie uh i know for myself working <laughs> on my first feature uh a couple years ago when getting out but there's a lot more involved than obviously you know there's a lot of work involved but there's things that you don't even think about yeah. you know before you yeah. start going into it
1: things that other people don't even consider before they make their own movie yeah we've had friends that we've inspired to make movies and stuff and you know they don't really know the full extent of what we do. So it was a little, you know, um, short sighted, I guess, And I think that that goes, you know, it's just something you have to experience for yourself. Like, Oh, I didn't think of that. I didn't think that I need to have a place where everyone can go to the bathroom, you know, Mm -hmm. or I didn't think I (laughs) have, you know, extra, you know, first aid kit or something, you know, just drinks while sometimes people only bring water, you know, (laughs) I've heard those horror stories, like, well, we're out there shooting location. There's nothing to drink, no water, no food. So yeah, it's, it can get,
2: you yeah, know, really it, intricate. It can get pretty crazy. Um, in the beginning, we used to do more co-directing on set, but um, our films were a lot smaller back then. The cast was way smaller. Yeah. The stories were a lot shorter. And now that we've gotten so big, our casts are, are pretty big now, and it gets kind of chaotic at times. So um, I've kind of broken off a little bit more and not been directing as much, but I've been more involved with like the actors themselves and providing everything they need. So every time they have a question, they usually come to me. So Mm -hmm. I think this time is what the first time we realized like, okay, I think it's the first time we're going to have to expand and get an assistant because they're starting to like, I'm trying to manage everything that's going on on set. So Paul can do focus on the directing and, and work with the cinematographer, but, and I'm standing on the side by like, okay, here, time to eat and here's this thing and here's your shoes and here somebody mm-hmm. needs a sharpie and someone's asking to use the bathroom i me mean, unlock the door mm-hmm. and so i'm usually handling all that kind of stuff and it's like well i mean i went to film school too so i mean i i would like to oh, get back into directing and uh for the next one i think we're gonna have more of a crew to have yeah, like production so assistance we can both be behind camera 100 percent mm. like we used to be in the in the early days yeah
0: so, so uh did you did you go right into making your first feature? Or did you make short films first? Um, short films, definitely short films,
1: music videos. Um, we we always say 2010 is when we first started as a, as a couple making films because you know I made my own you know when I was in college and stuff and Angie too. I mean I would do stuff with like my brother you know things like that. And so in 2010 uh, we're like you know let's let's do some projects of our own. And so we started with a short film. Uh, a couple, like two, I think, right? Excellent connection and After the Affair. And then mm-hmm. we finally made our feature the following year, twenty around kind of 2011. Yeah. Um, and so that was, uh, you know, that's what started it all for us. Yeah. Like Once we did features, you know, we pretty much never looked back. I mean, we made a couple of shorts here and there just to kind of play around, but short films, yeah, we just kind of, don't even bother with
2: he gets anymore. too excited uh we we always say we're gonna make like a fake trailer yeah or yeah, a short film and then he's like let me add one more scene let me <laughs> add a little thing. then it
0: becomes a feature right, right? longer
2: and longer and next yeah. thing you know like happen. we have a feature and we're like oh my gosh how do we keep doing this <laughs>
3: yeah
0: well uh it also brings up the uh because sometimes it almost costs as much to make a short as it would okay. to be a feature and then also what do you do with the short after um there's not as many platforms you really can't sell like a blu-ray or physical release of a short but you know a feature you know you can
2: yeah exactly exactly plus we've never fundraised for any kind of any of our short things but like you said some of the short films we've done have been pretty pricey just because of the the concept it involved a lot of props and a lot of specific costuming and a lot of special effects work that you had to get you know purchases of that were unexpected and then we're like, why? This is crazy. Why don't we just keep focusing on feature? And movies?
1: I and I really can't make a really short film. Like the short film we made was like thirty minutes. So it's like yeah, that ah, even another short. thirty minutes, it would be yeah. a feature. So what's the point? Right, right.
0: Uh, speaking of uh, wardrobes and costumes, uh, you know, finding all these very colorful spandex and, mm-hmm. and stuff that fit the era. Like, uh, how, what what is involved in that? Oh
2: my gosh, I, wardrobe. The costuming of the movies is my favorite thing, probably. I love it so much, especially when there's something um,
1: you can see it all come
2: together. Yeah, you get to see it come to life. life. Um, It's it's so um, specific for the movies that we've done recently. They've been 80s inspired. So Mm -hmm. the last three features we did were 80s inspired. And there was a lot of specific wardrobe and hair that went into it, particularly with murder size, because it is about aerobics. Mm. So for that, um i think the tendency for people is to run to amazon or you know something very like
3: something ob- that's put together obvious, you know But sometimes.
2: for me i prefer to look for something that you wouldn't just be able to go into target and and buy it i, mm-hmm. I, I like, like a
0: thrift find- store or something
2: yeah, so a lot of it is thrifting, and um, there online are some too. online thrifting, like eBay so or what stuff. The... yeah, yeah mm-hmm. eBay. There's some vintage shops on Etsy that I mm-hmm. shopped on, and um, just one of a kind pieces, and just just basically just find a lot of vintage clothes. There's some vintage shops too that we like to go to in San Francisco that yeah. have really good stuff, um, but I like to find vintage if I can, and um, otherwise the process takes quite a while because it's like sometimes you'll find like the top that looks really cool right, right. and then later you'll find the pants or mm. the, the shoes or whatever. So it's kind of like building a character over time. At but, least
0: I think with murder size yeah. that would work too. Cause you, the contrasting colors, I think, uh, you know, actually work for, for something like that.
2: Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff, like I, some of the stuff is from Amazon, but uh-huh. uh, it's not the primary place that I go to. I like to yeah. find stuff that's very specific. It's unique. So that when you see the characters, it just kind of imprints. Then it looks more like
0: it was made at the time as opposed to something made now to look like that
3: time. Right.
2: Yes, exactly. exactly. It's not
1: faux 80s. You know, Amazon's a good place to get headbands and leg warmers and stuff. But, like, to get their shoes, I actually did go on eBay and try to find real, you know, old school Reeboks. And I was able to find them. I mean, it took a while. I kept having to check back, check back, see if there was something in this girl's size or in her size. So, yeah, yeah, it was quite a process, but
2: really
0: fun yeah it was a lot of fun and uh what do you do with them with them all afterwards
2: previously um for streets of vengeance we kept all -hmm. the clothes um and there's lots of reasons why but for the last two projects we did a indiegogo which raised a lot of money and for slash party we one of the perks was that you would get a prop from the movie or Mm -hmm. something from the movie so Mm -hmm. we started including a lot of the pieces of wardrobe that were some of the bigger characters um into the into the packages so Mm -hmm. people got to some of the main characters clothes and they were like whoa this is crazy Mm so has like the blood slashes on it and then for this movie uh before we even had a chance to acknowledge it or offer it as a perk somebody in particular asked for all the costumes they they wanted to buy them up front like claim them they're mm-hmm. like i want every person's outfit up front That's a lot. Like, can i have it autographed by them And we're yeah. like, okay
1: you got the <laughs> <Yeah>, money <mic>. great
2: <laughs> yeah. um, some of the wardrobe from previous films i have if there's some pieces that like i feel sentimental yeah of course. Yeah. To, i'll keep them but um otherwise uh it's getting kind of piled up there's a lot yeah. there's a lot from all the projects <laughs> we've done so i'm like okay uh, i gotta let go yeah. <laughs> of some of the stuff and for burger sizes it's it's hard to let go but some super fan uh purchased everything in advance so I had to not let myself get attached to them <laughs> <Yeah>. this time
0: <laughs> are are there any things that pop up that you don't think about beforehand like oh we can't we got to avoid filming this because it's not really from the era or you know we have to find something that you know fits the 80s
2: Yeah, uh, we tried to be really cautious about it. So for murder size, it's supposed to be set in the 80s. But we're not, we'll do our best. But we are independent and our crew was four people. It's me, Mm -hmm. Paul, the cinematographer and audio person. Mm -hmm. And that's it. There's nobody else that's like watching out for that stuff. So I know there's bound to be something that slipped in there somewhere. And I'm sure. And I, I
0: think fans of the movie aren't necessarily looking for realism. And that's not a knock on Murder Size. I mean, if you're watching <laughs> Murder Size, you're, you know. Yeah. You're looking probably, for the blood in the boobs, probably.
3: Yeah. But.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I think the movie is self-contained enough where we didn't venture outside too, very often so we didn't have that risk of yeah it's only like a, cars a couple cars and, right and, and building, modern buildings cell
2: phones.
1: yeah stuff like that yeah,
2: those are the things we tend to avoid if we're trying to make it like a period piece mm-hmm. we'll avoid like buildings and cars and electronics and stuff like that so even with cell
0: software. phones ruin movies anyway because it's yeah. always like they <laughs> yeah, can really just nice. call somebody and this movie's over right? Or <laughs> All right,
3: yeah. it's done. Exactly.
0: Or there's always some kind of shoehorn re- crazy reason why everyone's phone's taken away or it doesn't work.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It,
0: it, it's usually like, oh, wow, that doesn't make any sense at all. But <laughs> I guess, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, right. Kansas Bowling's involvement. Um I don't believe you worked with her before, so how was she involved? How did she get involved?
2: Oh, my
3: oh yeah, this is our
1: first time working with Kansas. Um, we love her so much. Yes. So glad she's in the movie. She got involved um, because when we first started this movie, we had a different actress cast as a lead, and um, something had come up, like two weeks. We were two weeks out from shooting, and something had come up, and she said she couldn't do the movie. Some like family issue. We had already, you know, booked her hotel, booked her flight, announced her, got. Um, her shoes and costume and everything. I was like, "Oh man, we gotta find someone else." And I had known of Kansas just as a film director, uh, and I and I saw her and her sister, as, you know, as the the Manson family in the Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. And so I've always been aware of her and her movies and stuff. And um, she just kind of popped. The I, tr- I tried a lot of people to think of a lot of people. Who could I get? Who could I get? And I thought, well, I could ask her. I've never talked to her. We never spoke ever before. <laughs> me contacting her and it was just on a whim i was like she would be good but you know she's a director she's probably busy doing her own movies and stuff and she doesn't know who i am i don't know if she even would like any of the movies i've done previously <laughs> so um i just took a chance sent her a message sent her the script and luckily uh she told me that um when i sent her the script she was driving she was on the road with a friend of hers um, Lo Espinosa she's actually a special effects artist at- uh, yeah
3: oh, I know
0: plus. her I, I met yeah. her on Kansas movies so. yeah yeah so they she were picked driving me up They're- to take me to we, the movies so.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's great too we love her too she's a new member of our family whether she wants to or not <laughs> yeah, she's great we love her uh so they were driving together and then uh Kansas is reading the script out loud to Lo in the car and Lo was just laughing I guess and they were both laughing at all the you know the funny stuff and I guess Lowe's kind of like, oh man, you should do this movie. And Ken's like, oh, you think so? You know, like, like, I don't know. I don't know about this. You know, I don't know them and this and that. So we just started talking and then I guess, you know, she just liked what we showed her, like our trailers and stuff and stuck it from there. And then we got her, booked her, like like I said, like two weeks to a half week and a half, right? Before we started shooting. She
2: just happened to have That time frame available. She is a busy person, so it was meant to be. So the fact that she was free, we were.
0: Yeah, she's always making her own movies, and she's in like a lot of cool stuff. So yeah, so we got lucky. We got
2: super lucky.
1: Definitely lucky. So grateful to her and Lo for coming upon the uh, aboard on this project because
0: yeah, I can't imagine
1: with anyone else.
0: Did Lo work on your movie? Then did she? uh, Was she on the effects or makeup?
1: She she came on the effects later. Uh, If if you've watched the film. She yeah. did the effects at the very end—the head and the chainsaw and the fingers. Oh, I remember right, those. Were. Yeah, yeah. So we're. Oh man, yeah. That was that was so great, great to yeah. shoot. Uh, the, the audience lost their minds when they saw that <laughs> scene. So yeah, I told her the other day. I texted her and I was like, "Oh, you yeah, know, look at this." So I sent her the video, you know, and she was like, "Oh wow, so awesome!" It warms my heart. I can't wait <laughs> for our next movie. So she's already signed up for the next one too. So yeah, yeah very
0: memorable daughter. i remember she picked me up to go to do the movie with kansas and um right away she started showing me on her phone like stacks of body parts and mm-hmm. yeah. of, and uh dead people she made and i was like oh this is a cool person right yeah now. Well, yes. we
1: went to la to shoot a pickup <laughs> shot with kansas like in april may? april and may we mm-hmm. shot a pickup shot and uh we were she was showing her she was showing us uh footage of cuddly toys and little Miss nobodies and all this stuff and she was showing us some of the effects, and she was like, "Oh yeah, the low did this." And we're like, "Oh, you know, we're actually looking for someone." She's like, "Oh, I can, I can hook you up." because um, we went to Kansas' house later that night. She signed a lot of uh, our posters and stuff, and she had contacted her, and then Low contacted me and said, "Yeah, I'm free tomorrow." So we the next day we went to go see Low at her studio. We saw all of her dead, our body parts <laughs> everywhere in, in her in her in her workspace and everything, and it was it was so cool to just to yeah. see it up front and uh yeah she was like yeah look at this this torso and this burnt up (laughs) face and this mole man over here it was uh quite a sight
3: yeah
0: well that's (laughs) awesome because i i I really liked her a lot and i like you guys so it's nice to see when people you like are working together so yeah
1: yeah it was great that's a great connection that kansas did it was
2: awesome we've made so many new friends on this project it has been so rewarding yes to, to see how many new friends we've made it's like wow
1: people that we definitely know we want uh, to come
2: back so amazing for the next
0: one so yeah from doing the show and then myself like doing just a little bit of things i've done but you see that uh, people get their own little communities and uh i want to say click because i think that has like a, a negative like yeah. Ch- but, family yeah and it's like and then that you know they all start they always like oh that you they'll work together on their future stuff and i like to see yes. that yeah I love
1: that. yeah i built a little film family and now it's starting to expand and so yes i love
0: it so along those lines um for your returning uh, actresses um and actors do you specifically write for them? Like when you're, when you were writing murder size, did you have some of them in mind? Definitely. For
2: most of the people we specifically wrote for them. Mm-hmm. Um, someone like Nina who we've worked with before, she's uh, one of our favorite collaborators at this point. And yeah, we love uh, her. she's a local girl from here in our hometown. And, um, she's amazing in person. She's the bad girl, mm-hmm. the mafia princess. And, uh, we just love working with her so much that now at this point we're like okay well we're writing her into everything we do yeah and she's in mind up front when we're mm-hmm. when we're writing the story same with drew we're pretty much dragging him along in anything we do and we're <laughs> he's writing very he's for him. very <laughs>
0: entertaining anytime he pops up on screen
2: exactly he's easy to write for and now mm-hmm. that we've met uh, jessa flux and kansas if they'll have us we're gonna write with them in mind mm-hmm. and uh, there's quite a bit of people that we do keep in mind very few roles do we have up in the air that we're like, oh, I'm not sure. We'll we'll think about it and see who's interested. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, we do write with a lot of people in mind.
1: Yeah, because like for this one, a lot of people that were in Murder Size, I wanted to carry over to the next one. But when I wrote the next one, I didn't have them in mind because I didn't really know them. I didn't know Jess. I didn't know Kansas. I didn't know. I mean, I knew Drew. So Drew, I wrote in mind um but adriana she's also someone that we worked with the first time yeah. um in murder size and we love um, yeah we loved her so much that we want to work with her again so it helps when you do have someone in mind and then you can hear their voice in your head as you write their dialogue and that really helps it makes writing really fast when, when you have a voice in your head already
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah and uh, uh drew he's in triple xmas coming up too right yeah, uh, James Dean. Uh, James Dean. Yeah, yeah, I hit him on the show for that. It was a. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, yeah, Jess is in there too. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, He's got some great dance moves in the movie, Drew.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah, gets down. Oh uh, yeah, he he did that one scene, uh, his little aerobic scene uh, late at night, and we're like, oh man, he had he had the energy. Like, we we're at the, it was like the last shot of the night. Everyone's tired, but he brought it, and it was like, oh man.
0: Oh yeah gosh. i he's get a ordained. real kick out of the scene where he comes in and out of the door and he's yeah. in his dress clothes like not yeah. with his street clothes and then he's in the aerobic clothes yeah. when he comes in <laughs> and then vice versa yeah. oh yeah
1: yeah, yeah he's no, so awesome
2: the cast was already gone at that point so even they didn't know that that was gonna yeah. be in the movie it was so a
1: surprise when... and, we, and drew wanted to keep a surprise too like no we're not going to share any footage or anything mm-hmm. from this because it'll
2: just be a surprise for when people watch the mm-hmm. movie <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, yeah. By the way, just I want everyone to know I rented it myself from New Village Video. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's a great website, and it's I'm not just saying it because I like Larry and Tara and you guys. You no, know, it's a really cool <laughs> website, and uh, and everything plays really well off there. It's crystal clear, awesome!
2: And, Yay, yeah. cool.
0: And I, I also like Brian Hurd in the movie, yes. uh, oh, yeah, another just entertaining person. Just as soon as you see him, yo, yeah,
1: yeah, G- he's yeah. Hilarious. Brian as Gino, yeah, he was perfect. He was like one part. Joe Pesci, one part Lou Costello, <laughs> he's just such a great comedic actor.
2: Yeah, so we've worked with him before as well, and uh, he can he can bring it. He's oh, yeah. got a lot of characters in there. Yeah, he's so, so
1: creative. He's a very creative guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's Always bring awesome. in
1: uh, improv and ideas and stuff with him.
2: Yeah, he's from here in our hometown mm-hmm. as well, so it's always oh, yeah. nice to collab with a local mm-hmm. talent.
0: So you'd worked with Ginger Lynn before. Uh how did that come about? And I assume it must unless many good experience that she's uh in you know, if in, in more than one film.
2: Yeah, this is our third project with her. Yeah. Um I don't know how we got so lucky. Uh she's considers us friends at this point, mm-hmm. which is so crazy. But we've actually Very stayed honored. the night at her house and we've gone to dinners together mm-hmm. and I mean, like I said, we've done three movies together. But it all just started from She
0: made us a blanket.
2: Yeah, she knits. She well, that's pretty week.
0: wild. Knits. I think that's yeah. good bragging rights. I have a, a oh, yeah. knitted blanket. For knitted me. as she's, a blanket.
2: She's amazing. She's like the sweetest person. Yeah, we, we got to work with her on Streets of Vengeance. We had never mm-hmm. met before, but she was available. Um, we Again, it's one of those things where we just shot our shot and just wanted to see. Let's just see what happens.
1: Just sent her an email. We'll see. Maybe she'll say a, no. And a trailer, because we had already started shooting Streets of Vengeance. We were like in the in the last stages we're like doing a about pickup shots and we're like you know what we have enough time enough room to add to the story and flesh it out a little bit and um yeah I sent her, I just sent her an email because I saw a trail, not trailer an interview that she had done and saying that she was up for you know working in independent movies and I thought well let's just try it and I sent it to her and then she responded back and wanted to talk on the phone and discuss the movie and it just that started from there it It was surreal
2: streets of vengeance was the first movie we did a fundraising campaign for and we were pretty new to the scene so we didn't raise that much money but um she told us her fee and we were just like who cares we'll we'll pay that out of our own pocket we just want to work with her so bad Mm -hmm. so we made it work um we did try to keep it super short just because you know every day is an additional dollar amount. amount yeah 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 but we're like okay We'll work it out. If she flies into San Francisco, Mm -hmm. we get her a hotel, we shoot that night and she goes back the next day. It's like one day we could keep it to one Mm -hmm. day. So we were really strategic in the scheduling of it all. So we could get her here and get her home without spending too much of her time and without exceeding like some crazy budget. But she enjoyed the process so much that she was like, I'm just, I'm in like whatever you guys (laughs) do going forward, like I'm I'm down. I had a great time, you guys are great. Mm -hmm and even from slash light party where we took her to pinecrest Pine with us and we all stayed at the cabin mm-hmm. um again at this point i feel like she's one of those people we're dragging along for everything we do yeah <laughs> if they'll have us we're gonna put them in there <laughs> put somewhere. In everything. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly <laughs> well that, that's a good thing yeah. <laughs> yeah so i just want to mention Slasherette red party and um i think another one of your moves are on uh, on Tubi for people yeah. who haven't checked them out you can check Saints them out of
2: vengeance Street yeah of yeah Mm-hmm.
1: gems. A single memory. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo is also mile. on Tubi as well. So you can get uh, three of our movies are on Tubi. You can see the progression from uh, shooting on mini DV tape uh, to digital. Uh,
2: yeah,
0: I'm a big fan of Tubi. Lots of lots of hidden gems on Tubi. Uh, yeah. I know some people you got ads, but if you're gonna get all these free movies, you can put up with yeah. a, uh, a couple minutes of ads. You know. Yeah. You got
1: classics. I mean, Death Squad, Killer Workout, they're both on Tubi. So once Murder Size gets on there, you can yeah. have yourself a triple uh, aerobics slasher. At the, Triple feature. <laughs> you know, the
0: only problem, it's a, it might be a little hard to navigate to be just to find stuff unless you know what you're looking for and you can yeah. search for it. You know what I mean? But there's so much stuff, like you said, from all different eras. So yeah. you can you know, watch a lot of new, weird stuff and old oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> and I have a lot of my friends, a
1: lot of director friends, their movies are on there. So I'm always putting them in my watch list and putting them on.
0: And actually I have the logo up here. Who made the Murder Size logo? Cuz it's great, stands out really, you know. I think it captures the idea of what you're going for right away. Yeah.
1: The logo is created by our good friend Vestron Vulture. He's a musician. He did the soundtracks for uh, Sing of the Miles, Streets of Vengeance/Party Slash 2, and he has a few songs on Murder Size, not too many. He got really busy because uh now he's signed to like a record label but oh, he also does graphic design, too, so he did Murder Size for us, and um, he did Streets of Vengeance as well.
2: Yes, he's so talented. Yeah, no,
0: it's, yeah. uh, you know, all those things, how you, people talk about going to the VHS, uh, the you know, store back in the day to rent a videotape, and you'd look at what movies, and they stand out, and... Wow, we don't have the video store really. I mean, it's still kind of the same idea because there's so much stuff on Tubi or, or mm-hmm. online streaming, and, and if it looks cool, it catches your eye. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You just scroll through and you see the covers, like, oh, that looks really cool. That looks cool. <laughs> and <laughs> that's that's, that's the kind of thing we want to do uh, with our movies. Um, you know, we had brutal posters do our our, our, our movie poster. What yes. we have back there, if you can see a little bit. Yeah. Um, but he also did a slasher party as well. Uh, he's a brilliant brilliant artists and um, so thankful because his artwork is amazing phenomenal so
0: great so who did the the rest of the score for murder size uh the majority of the score was done by
1: the grind theory he's an artist out of New York he had a track he had some tracks on he had a, a track on streets of vengeance and they had like maybe three or four on slash party and now this one he has like like eight or nine he did like the bulk of the of the soundtrack so he's awesome we love working with him and then we had a lot of new people on this one too um uh giovanni i think he's from i can't remember what country he's from but he's from uh europe he's european and he did a a couple songs for us um total wolf they're a band from uh, canada and they did the hard rock 80s theme song basically the song that plays um at the very end when in the in the, in the finale and the climax when um it's getting all bloody and everything and the one that plays at the at the end credits so uh they're great marvin maddox he did a, a track for us the very beginning uh demonologists um i don't know if i am not forget anybody uh and then i said Vestron Vulture. oh costa uh yes costa he's another uh guitarist um, get thrash metal he, he's a metal guitarist he, yeah. he has his own band hatred uh he's awesome he did a track for us for streets of vengeance as well and so there's a scene where uh nina's character isabella is driving a badass car down the street and uh you get to hear the the metal song on there so he did that one as well so we had a lot of a lot of great musicians on this movie
3: yeah
1: Friday. yeah
0: i I mean, there's so many great uh independent musicians out there, and I think it's a win win because yeah. you know they get their music heard and it's cool to have your music on a movie and, yeah. and movies need good music, so everyone there's you know everyone's winning, oh yeah, yeah. they brought it
3: they yes, brought it exactly Love
0: that. So, uh Angie, you talked about you know things keep getting bigger and you have to get like assistance <laughs> and stuff. When did you realize that a and p? productions was like a thing now this is like oh this isn't just we're just not making a movie for us to have fun like this is something we're, we're doing <laughs> now
2: probably this project oh, okay. Uh, Slush at party was kind of a sort of an indication that we were starting to get a little bit too big for us to just handle on our own just because of the sizing of the cast the mm. fact that we had such a big cast we had to break it off in locations because we shot in Pinecrest. So we had to rent a second cabin so people can stay in over there. And we were kind of secluded. We were about two hours away from a city. So we had to take meal, like days worth of meals, days worth of supplies, days worth of everything that we were going to need to shoot pretty much around the clock. Yeah, all the
1: meals had to be cooked, you know,
2: so there was a lot that went into the planning of it. And then I happened to get sick like day one. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) <laughs> I think we need to start having more backup in case something else happens because oh we are so used to being independent and like we can do it ourselves. Like it's just us. Let's not yeah. add additional people to the roster because then it's one more person that you have to account for and figure out like how are they going to get there and let me get their duties figured out. And yeah. so we're just like, okay, let's just not worry about it. I'll, we'll do it. We'll take it on ourselves. We, we've taken on so much ourselves over the years that uh not really realizing like how much we've grown but what murder says once we had the indiegogo going and it surpassed our initial goal of what we were trying to raise we're like okay wait people found out about this somehow and people are interested and i think this is getting bigger than what we thought it was going to be yeah. and it just started getting bigger and bigger before we even started filming and then once we went to actual shoot uh shoot day it was and just seeing all the people running around and it was a tight space and just think realizing like how much attention everybody needed yeah. it was like okay this is too much for us as directors it's hard to manage a big group of people and direct at the same time so yeah. this was for the first time it was pretty eye-opening it was like okay i pretty much Uh, dug myself into a hole here because normally I would ideally like to be next to the camera with Paul and like we talk about shots and we talk about takes and what we want for the scene but if I'm constantly being pulled off the set to be like oh I need a ride to this or I need I lost my hairband or I lost you're constantly being pulled to answer questions and then I can't go back on set because they're they're filming Mm
3: -hmm. so I
2: can't interrupt mid shot so then I'm kind of like can I go back in there are they still are they still shooting? So mm-hmm. it felt like a lot of times it was like, okay, I think we need to get someone else mm-hmm. to start helping us with, with this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, probably this movie. This movie is the one that really cemented it. It was like, okay, I've, I've put it off long enough. If we're gonna go forward. Well, I mean, cause yeah. we, yeah, cause we shot,
1: I shot our first three features and Angie did the audio. So it was just us two. And then with Streets of Vengeance, that was the first time we brought in a cinematographer, our friend, Dan Zampa. And you did Streets of Vengeance and Slash Art Party. So, we're like, okay, we finally have a third person now. And then, you know, the, the, the similarities between Slash Art Party and Murder Sides is that there are a lot of people in one location. So, like you said, we have to have a lot of stuff there in preparation so everyone has what they need. Um, but the other movies were able to pull it off with just a small crew because they were just, like, little small things, you know, like, Streets of Vengeance, like okay, we're gonna shoot with like five girls at the strip club and they kill someone. And then we're gonna shoot with two of them in an alley and they, they do a murder over here and it it's was it manageable. Was, yeah, it's like piecemeal, you know, so it wasn't too bad. But in these these particular last two movies have been a challenge because ton of people all at the same time. Plus And you have to you- manage like, you know, like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you doing yeah, all right? Yeah. You know? So a lot of that. So the next one probably won't be it won't be a one location type of thing, but It'll still be pretty big so yeah we'll, we will definitely need someone
2: i think we've operated under the diy mentality for so long yeah. that it just never really hit us until this time around um we don't have ego when it comes to uh set i know a lot of other and this is not like to be like a diss to any of the other filmmakers mm-hmm. out there but a lot of times directors can focus on like i need a first assistant director. I need a guy to do the slate and I need a script supervisor and I need a second AD, and I need a guy with a walkie talkie. And it's like, mm. we never <laughs> even considered any of that. All I hear when I hear that stuff is like, that's additional people. <laughs> that's
0: another that person to, to it sounds yeah. <laughs> slowing down it's, yes, sounds slow.
2: to, to us. That kind of stuff slowed us down. It's like, well, it would be nice to have all that, but do we really need it? Not really. We've been no. able to get by without that stuff for so long. We're like, we'll just do it ourselves. We'll just do it ourselves. That's okay. It helps us go faster. Um, but this time around, yeah, this is the first time we're like, okay. And and so funny because we're talking like one person. We're talking about expanding by one person. We're right. like, okay, it's time.
1: <laughs> because for Murder Size, you know, the first time I worked with the cinematographer for Carlos Rodriguez, and uh, we actually had an audio person, his girlfriend, Gabby Muro. She's, she does audio. So And in this case, we did have an an extra person and still wasn't really enough. So we need another person. So that's good. It's good. Uh, We're expanding, but, you know, a little too slow. We need to to speed it up.
2: Yeah. Finally, we need to get a crew. I think a lot of people are like, oh, how many people in your crew? And for so many years, I was like, this is the crew. It's just the two of us. (laughs) It's
0: literally A&P, right? Literally (laughs) A&P. And
2: then for the first time with Streets of Vengeance, it was like, "Okay, it's A&P and Dan. Dan (laughs) Zappa, our cinematographer. And that's how that was until a murder size now it's ap and gabby and and carlos Mm -hmm. but even now going further it's like okay it's got to be more than just four people (laughs) do we need a little bit more
0: yeah i had a question about the um about the crowdfunding in in the part where so you have people who 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 record stuff like remotely to be in the movie like your kills or or uh you know little videos you put in um, when you do that, like how much like information do you have to send to them to make sure they're actually, you know, be able to film something that is usable. And then the idea of actually adding that into the movie, is that ever hard to do?
1: <laughs> uh, mean, well, this is our first time doing that. And, uh, everything that everyone sent was great. Um, I think they wanted more information than I gave. I was trying to be very loose because it is hard to, you know get what you exactly want but yeah. it was designed that way it was designed to be very loose I, I told them, okay look it's for you know a movie called the coed butcher um you can either shoot yourself pov um being like murdered by someone stalking you or you can get if you have another person and do a third third person of uh, you if you want and some people did do that mostly though it was the you know first person pov and that's fine because that's how i wanted it and you know, i was trying to take a inspiration from the beginning of a blowout where they're doing that horror movie and the guy's just walking through the dorm and everything so i was like oh so something like that so that'd be very very easy you know if you have a friend use your iphone record you getting stabbed or you know on the floor screaming I, and i also said you know if you could do blood that'd be great that'd be a lot better if you can't you know that's okay if it's just you screaming or if it's just you running away that that's also fine but <laughs> a lot of people you know put a lot of effort it, into yeah. it so yeah, yeah. very very happy to see that but that was not something that like you know i was uh i was uh being strict about there you wasn't know, i gave them a lot of freedom
2: right there wasn't much instruction to it it was yeah. like you have free run of it, get crazy with it. And we yeah. were curious to see what people were going to do. Cause yeah. you know, everybody loves the idea of like getting killed on on screen. They want that bloody, they want mm. their chance to die. Mm. Every time we make uh, one of these kind of movies and we were working on casting, they're like, can my person die? Cause I want to die. Mm-hmm. Like so many people that they look forward to that. So yeah. to give that as a perk, seemed pretty cool and uh, Mm -hmm. no it is and it's
0: yeah it's really unique and yeah
2: and to give them the freedom to do it however they would want to do it so if they want to make a whole set piece and they want to get dressed up in something Mm -hmm. and if they want to put blood and special effects they can yeah if they want to keep it super simple that's fine too we just left it really open for them to do whatever
1: yeah and and thankfully yeah thankfully it was successful because i you know it's not for everyone it's not for every movie i had a friend who did a, a filmmaker friend he did a campaign you have to have a specific
0: idea like what you said it's going to be part of like this other movie within the movie yeah Yeah, you have
1: to have an idea because i have a friend who wanted to do the same thing and he asked me hey how should i do this and i was like well if it was me, I would do it like this, and I give him an idea. It's like, oh, that's perfect, you know. But sometimes, like you know,
0: you do it before you before you have a plan sometimes. right? Because like, I could, I, I mean, it has potential to be a disaster yeah. if it, you know, if if exactly. you, uh, right? I mean, depending I was still, how you're going to use it, you know.
1: I was still yeah. unsure about it until until she watched the final product. I go, what do you think? You know, I try to cut it in a way where it's, you know. It's blended in with the regular movie. And uh, luckily it worked. Everyone's been very positive about it. Those
2: clips were so great. Yeah,
0: yeah. I saw a friend of mine there, Maggot, David Maggot McDonald. Oh, yeah,
2: cool.
0: He's awesome.
2: It's like one of my favorite parts of the movie is seeing everyone's clips. (laughs) It it makes it feel a little bit extra special because it feels like other people were involved and helped us literally make
0: this. Yeah, because it's great having this, you know, special thanks, but this is like, you know, uh, I would say extra step, but a much extra step.
1: Yeah, yeah it's like a part of ownership you know like yeah. um, nicole maturice she's a, one of the co-exec producers she also has a little cameo in there too and she came out to the premiere um to celebrate with us and so she's really taking it on and like yeah i have a little piece in here and i'm one of the co-exec producers and she's always pushing the movie for us so yes. like it's great to have people like that who really feel like they're part of it and she is part of and our she film is. family yeah, yeah. She really yeah. is. so it's like yes thank you you know you know we for your support and for being excited about the project where you want others to see it
2: this time around, we left it really open to, um, in the past, we never really had it too open for people to be really involved because, you know, it's, it takes time, it takes energy, it Mm -hmm. takes effort. So we don't want to like impose on people's lives, but this time we left it open for anyone who did want to go the extra mile. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised at how many people did. So people wanted to do audio, uh, special appearance cameos, right. people wanted to do the, the movie clips, people mm-hmm. wanted to be executive producer, they wanted their names on the poster, mm-hmm. and in the title credits, and we're like, oh, oh, okay, great. If people want to be that involved, I, we welcome it. Yeah, I, I love that when people feel like, yes, this is now my movie too. Mm-hmm. I'm investing in this, I'm submitting a clip for this. I'm showing up to the premiere. Mm-hmm. We love that because uh, that's kind of the whole point of these independent films is just to expand, make mm-hmm. friends, have yeah. a community. We all support each other and just have a good time.
0: Yeah, uh, Along those lines, is that kind of the, cause I saw you guys submit it to the genre blast and since you already have, you know, you have the Blu-ray coming out, which we'll talk about and you have the streaming and you go to Tubi and mm-hmm. so you already have, you know, distribution. Uh, so is that the idea behind going to the festivals is to uh, interact with people and watch the movie with uh, with more people?
2: We've not gone to any festivals yet, mm-hmm. but it's definitely on our wish list. The problem So, I mean, happens- is that
0: the reason you submitted in the first place? Uh, the reason you submitted in the
1: first place is because um, I, I, the guys that run it, you know, we're, we're good friends. You know, they're very good supporters. And they wanted to have, like, its own, like, Virginia premiere. So I was like, okay, okay. yeah, I, w- I would love to send it there, you know. I don't really send to too many festivals because I really haven't had too much luck with festivals. It always gets declined. Any, any movie I send, every <laughs> movie gets declined. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess no one wants to see it. So this was, this was the first and only festival I sent it to. Um, so it's like, well, you know, why am I going to waste money on uh, festivals that don't want it when sure. uh, we should just do our own screenings? And um, send out links so people can watch it in their home and then you know get it on to you know to be in Amazon. Um, so but that if any convention or festival wanted us to screen it, yeah, screen it, we'd definitely yeah. be open to it.
0: Well, not okay. since you're here, it seems like a movie that would do well, you know, with the festival audience because it's uh, that's a cool. kind of movie that would be interactive and, and fun yeah. to watch with people.
1: Yeah, I would love to, I would love to have more. So we're gonna actually gonna have a a second screening here in our hometown, Modesto, at the State Theater again, October twelfth, um, which is really cool because they
0: they want to do it again,
1: which is um, you know it was pretty successful, you know, at least in our yeah.
0: and it um, for you guys personally, if you get there, that's a great way to you know meet other film you yeah. know film directors yeah. and film people and. I, that's how i get involved in you know besides just uh, doing the show is you know doing some movies is just going to the film festivals and you know if people like you you know they want to work with you it's fun yeah
2: it's so fun in the past we never really focused on um film festivals because in in the past the, the main goal was for someone directors looking for distribution mm-hmm. opportunities right
0: that's why i brought it up because you know usually if you already have the distribution you know they might not think of festival, so it's kind of just wondering, you know, what was the thought there? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah the thought
1: was there is just to get more eyes on it and just to just to
2: screen it, just to screen yeah. it,
1: and just because I know uh, I, have a, I have a lot of film friends that will be there, and I do want to, I do want to try and make it, you know. If we always our our intention is always to see if we can get out there, you know, but sometimes things come up.
0: Yeah, um, so we I definitely. may want be there, to. so so hopefully it all works out. Oh
1: sweet, yeah, we we want to, we definitely want to.
0: Yeah, I've but, always heard great things about Genre Blast. I've actually never been to it, so I would I would be excited to go. That
3: would be amazing.
1: Yeah, because uh, Christopher Bickle, he's a he's a friend of ours, and I love his movies. And he was there at the the previous ones. And I was like, damn, I want to go. You know, meet him face to so face. If you actually hang out and talk, you know, was you know there's Ian Hirschberger, too. He knows a lot of guys out there that I would, would like to meet. Yeah,
2: it's on our wish list for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's fun to watch all a bunch of movies that you know you might not see for another year yeah. pop up and. Yeah it's been bittersweet sometimes i've seen like great stuff that i've never seen again anywhere and it's like Mm -hmm. oh it's cool i got to see it but then like it's kind of like oh it's too bad that it never you know found a platform anywhere else yeah
2: yeah Yeah. especially with shorts
0: because a lot of the shorts is not there's a very limited platform for them to go after you know the festival right
2: yeah i think a lot of people end up having to upload on youtube Mm
0: -hmm. right yeah. Yeah, and then and then it's you know it's hard to find that unless you just happen to run across it or maybe you know the person who made it or something. Right. A lot of things just kind of fly under the radar. Yeah.
2: yeah. For exactly. sure.
0: So uh, and then the Blu-ray is coming out in September. Uh, yeah, around that time. Around uh, right Blu-ray. now, I'm
1: finishing up the behind-the-scenes featurette, which is like longer than the movie. Right now, it seems like
0: it's like two hours. Or something. <laughs> I think that's how it usually goes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Those are tons and tons of uh, pictures and videos that we got from the making of the movie. They're just so funny and everything. So I'm putting that together. I pretty much, I think I finished it last night. So um, once that's completely done, finalized, I'm going to make the Blu-ray ISO file um, and then send it to our um, the replicator and then get a test copy and then see if it's good. And if it's good, then I'll put in the order and then. Once I get them all in, I'll start shipping out the Indiegogo perks, and usually that takes about you know, from the the test to the to the final usually about like a month or so. That's why I say like September around. That yeah, yeah, I, mean, it I
0: just it, saw that it, it was, but yeah, I did not yeah. I didn't want to say it's like it's like no oh, no. no
1: that's the, right. And I've been telling people September because I pretty much I think it's around it's going to be around that time
2: just, just because of just the, in case something yeah yeah so, yeah. yeah
0: so yeah so fall I, or winterish
2: yeah, yeah. basically fall <laughs> yeah.
0: But, yeah, I mean, you'd rather have it, you know, done perfect, done yeah. right, than, uh, than just exactly. get it, you know, a couple weeks ahead of time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. exactly. So, yeah, so it should be, should, should be uh, I think we're wrapping it up, I, I would say, this month, and then to send it out, beginning of August.
0: And that's o- it's always fun, because, uh, uh, you know, a lot of movies don't, when they come out now, they, they pretty much just go to streaming, and if they do come on dvd or something a lot of times there's nothing on it but yeah. it, it, when you get this stuff you want to watch the special the specials yeah. and commentary track if you have it oh, or yeah. that kind of stuff
1: oh yeah i love that i love that i mean yeah. i'm a collector so that's usually what i look
0: for as well
2: that's like one of the perks of having physical media right the all, all yeah. special features yeah right because you want.
0: can't get that otherwise and it is so easy today to just watch it on streaming, but it's like, well, I can't, I can't listen to the commentary track on that or watch, you know, these cool things or put the, put it up on my bookcase or, you know, whatever you going to yeah. do. Yeah. 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 there's special features that I love from tons of Brian
1: De Palma movies and stuff that I can't find anywhere else, obviously on streaming. So I have
0: to. Yeah. I'm a big fan of commentary tracks and uh, some of my, you know. You know, not just independent stuff, like you said, uh, De Palma stuff, uh, Taxi Driver is a great, like, commentary track. Oh, yeah. Some of have multiple commentary tracks, like, yeah, <laughs> like Goodfellas. Yeah. I, one of my favorite commentary tracks is the it's like the cop and crook commentary on Goodfellas and oh. it's Henry Hill and the guy who caught him, and like, yeah,
1: like, yeah. yeah, or <laughs> you know, so cool. or the, the, the yeah. true romance commentary with Tarantino, you know, that's so illuminating that, you know. I think someone actually did upload it on YouTube, though. I think
0: someone, <laughs> someone put that up there. But. And uh, you mentioned you went to film school. Like, I have a lot of friends who didn't go to film school, and they said they learned how to, to... Part of, like, their learning experience was listening to the commentary track. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, technically, I went to film school. But, I mean, I people ask us all the time, like, is it worth it? Should I do it? Yeah, it comes up a lot. The- for me personally, I don't want not speak for Paul, but for me personally, I didn't learn anything in film school. <laughs> it was a total waste of time and money. I mean, the only thing that I got out of it was meeting Paul and meeting some friends. Well, that's so
3: good. That's good. Yeah. That was right.
2: the big takeaway for me. But I didn't even, the class was so many people. The teacher had a whole bunch of other classes they were teaching, so they couldn't really focus on that specific class. And it, there was a limited amount of equipment. So if you could even get your hands on a camera, I didn't touch mm-hmm a camera the entire time i was there <laughs> yeah. so i basically had to borrow something to make my class project at the end of the semester when you had to turn in a film I, I didn't i was like how am i going to do this i didn't learn anything in class uh, mm. they just put us in front of a tv and had us watch basically films with commentary and it was like i could have done this on my <laughs> own
0: <laughs> right that's what i just said yeah
2: <laughs> i learned more from just going out with a camera mm-hmm. and messing around and figuring it out on my own mm-hmm. I, I didn't really learn anything in films of course that's also the school that i went to so obviously there's schools out there where you get what you pay for so the more you yeah. invest in a big legit school the more they teach you with with it yeah then I mean,
0: not everyone you know can do that and uh right. but you yeah. know i would never tell anyone like you said not to go to film school or go to school of any kind but a lot of people in the show have, you know, the, most of them say they learned, you know, being on set with, with other movies.
2: Yeah. I think the thing that should be, uh, it should be seen as a pro, it should be optimistic that you don't need film school to make movies anymore. Everyone has the ability now with, with the phones, having the technology that we have, you can record a movie on your cell phone, you can edit it on your cell phone, mm-hmm. everything on the internet, you can meet. Uh, musicians you can meet actors through social media across the place you can book their flights everything that you need to do for a film even with YouTube you can look up how do I do this and teach yourself through YouTube videos Mm -hmm. so they're now more than ever anyone can have the opportunity to be an independent film director so it's not only reserved for the people who have thousands of dollars to invest to go to UCLA or Mm-hmm. whatever film school they want to go to. You don't have to be rich to be a filmmaker. You can just start really small like we did and learn as you go. And... Yeah,
1: I think the problem or the, the, the upside of film school is that it's a it's a structure that forces you to, to do it. Because, you know, if you're not in film school, then you have all the time in the world to do something. Well, that's usually, you know, a bad you know, recipe where you do nothing because right, there's right. nothing forcing you to do it. There's no deadline. <laughs> there's no grade. There's there's nothing. There's no I'm people guilty, around right. you. There's no students yeah. to, like, encourage you. And in film school, you learn how to meet a deadline, and you learn how to work with restrictions. And the most important thing, you learn that, you know, you're not Stanley Kubrick, you know? You're, you're, <laughs> because when you're thinking about the movie in your mind, you know, you think about all these great things you want to do, and then when you actually try to make it, uh, it's like, oh, fuck, I don't know how to do this. Like, I can't <laughs> do that. So you have to do that. Like, that's a necessary uh evil or necessary you know you got to make a bad movie you know but you know but it's fun you know you gotta have fun with it but you gotta just realize that you're not you know quentin tarantino and just make something and then you'll see okay well you know yeah that wasn't that good but you know the next one will be better and, you know you just want to try and get back to the next one so that's the good thing about film school is that you can have people um just like you and you guys are kind of like either a competition if that spurs you or if it's support you know you meet friends like i did um then that's great but like it's, it's, it's the structure you know it, it forces you to, to do something to make it and to complete it i think completion is like you know really you know like a, 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 i'm not talked about it's not talked about enough like you know obviously you got to complete a movie before you can watch it but i know a lot of people that want to be filmmakers and they do it and then they don't complete it you know so it's like uh
2: it's easy to wasted. start it's hard. Right. And then
0: it's not even just your own time. If other people involved, you know, they've wasted their time too. Yes. Yep. Or people's money too. Cause yes. they, they were right. crowdfunded and, and they didn't make right. it. Right. So
2: and that's, that's why bad. for the first it's a nightmare, for, for several years, we didn't even think about asking for a penny. Cause we're like, we need to make sure we know how to make a movie yeah. that we can finish it. And that we could deliver on what we say we're going to do yeah. because there's no way I'm going to ask somebody for a dollar if I, I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah. We took our time and really took our first years to suck and yeah. and tinker with our ideas and we're like oh my gosh yeah. i hope nobody sees this
1: one <laughs> yeah yeah and that's the beauty of school no one's gonna see it right when <laughs> exactly. like, you like watch at the end of the, the school year yeah.
2: exactly but that's how you how you learn i think a lot of people have this like dreamy mentality this fantasy of like their first film is going to be a masterpiece it's mm. going to be martin scorsese's level and you
4: right,
2: quickly realize yeah. like well without you need a lot yeah. a lot goes and into those movies to make then, it happen and
1: they get discouraged you now because they put a lot of effort in something when really they would they really should have did is not put so much pressure and effort on their first thing and just experiment you know because you get discouraged when you put your heart and soul into something and it doesn't turn out good is it the odds are just against you that's not going to turn out good
2: it's a lot harder it's hard, harder than people think it is yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Right. And that's, I think that's, you know, like they're doing the shorts first and then, you know, working your way up to, uh, you know, doing a feature and yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that even though it's harder than people think it is, I think it's also easier than people think it is. So yes, it's not as as... Very deceptive Right. like
0: you were saying, finishing something that seems like common sense not only say common sense, but it seems like so basic, but if something's just in your head, that's, you know, it's just a thought it's not necessarily anything
2: right yes it does seem like common sense but Mm -hmm. surprisingly yeah there's a lot of unfortunately stories we've heard or people
0: you just talk yourself out of it like oh i can't do this for x for this reason this uh reason that reason yeah you don't know until you try it
2: exactly when you're at an independent level like we are i mean all everybody involved in our movies including ourselves we work regular day jobs and uh so we're working monday through friday nine to five uh people that we're working with have jobs a lot of people we're working with also go to school Mm -hmm. and have kids and they are regular people who are trying to make this work Mm -hmm. so it's super uh, obvious that we're going to hit hurdles you're gonna hit uh snags every step of the way because that's just how things go Mm -hmm. so if you're not able to adapt and be like okay I think I might have to move this shoot to this mm-hmm. day. And what about this? Day? If you just give up the first time you hit an obstacle, you will never finish your project. It's it's uh, to be expected that there will be problems yep. and being okay with like, it's okay. We can make it work. How mm-hmm. about we move this Dealing to this? Dealing with the stress. And we'll rewrite this part. And keep going. Yeah. Being able to be flexible with it and, and yeah. just keep going. Think
1: of solutions. Like you said, like, okay, let's rewrite this. Or let's cut that. Or let's just switch it over here. Like we do that in every movie.
3: Yeah. every movie yeah
0: yeah so uh for people who haven't watched it yet go to uh new village video you can watch it now uh murder yeah. size it's only yeah, three, three bucks, bucks. Yep. yeah it's a sweet <laughs> deal
3: yeah
1: yeah and then, so that's the only place it's available for right now so it will be uh like you mentioned available on streaming and on blu-ray more towards the end of august beginning of september around that time
0: and do you have murder size shirts available
1: you know what we we're gonna make some but we couldn't decide on a design so no murder shot more murder size shirts available right now uh, but we probably will have some because i think we're gonna do some conventions around here in california
2: oh nice
0: and then we'll probably put some on our store. I
2: think we're going to
0: make them because I want one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Them, I, so. I, I wear my own shirts all the time. People will <laughs> tease me sometimes, but you know, I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm wearing right now. Yeah. And I'll <laughs> wear, oh, uh, yeah, we got Kansas bowling right here in 8 bit form. I love that. You yeah, have the Thank original Psycho Ape here
2: somewhere. <laughs> See, I need
0: that shirt. It's available. It's not available on Amazon. Amazon told me it was guilty of of um being insensitive to the mentally ill and i was like oh, wow. what in the world are you talking about uh, like it's a psycho in it I guess. yeah and i, was, wait, so I looked on amazon there's psycho. like tens of thousands of items with psycho on it yeah, yeah well, little I kid shirts talk. that says cute but psycho i was like i guess that's fine for some reason but <laughs> but psycho ape? no we're drawing <laughs> the line there it's sensitive to apes <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. Well that's cool. Yeah, Psycho Ape. But uh, uh, yeah. Will there ever be a VHS uh, murder size?
1: Yeah, we actually did offer that as a perk. Um it, I
0: have, in my mind it's a perfect uh you know for for at least even just see if you keep it even if you don't watch it on your VCR, it's great yeah. for the uh cover.
1: Yeah, actually we offered it as a perk and uh, I made a little test
0: right here. Oh, very nice.
1: The clamshell.
0: Oh, very oh, perfect.
1: So I will have uh, a lot of these left over because you know. Nice, do
0: you don't see the clamshells too often. Yeah, I have the very first clamshell o- over here that my mom bought me in the '80s uh, for Creep Show.
2: Whoa, oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I that love was, it. And
0: the tape is the tape is long worn out because I watch it many times, but the clamshell is cool. So. There's something yeah.
2: so satisfying about. Oh yeah. About opening the
0: i agree so that's very because i like the i like the vhs uh, when they put them out but you don't see too many clamshells so that's very impressive
3: yeah,
2: yeah. it's gonna be cool. Cool.
3: <laughs> cool love
2: it yeah.
0: love it and i, I would wear a murder size shirt as well oh, oh cool that's <laughs>
2: awesome to hear we're gonna have to make some
0: yeah and so where can people follow a and p to see what you guys are up to uh
1: definitely on instagram uh definitely the best place a underscore p underscore films um also Facebook, A.P. Productions, Paul Ragsdale, look me up, send me a DM. I'll talk about movies, hit me
0: up, whatever. <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll talk to you about movies all day.
0: Yeah, for sure. Perfect. <laughs> and you've got two coming up, which is exciting. So I don't know if you want to talk about them. You want right now people to check out Murder Size.
1: Yeah, Murder Size, definitely. Oh, what was that you, you mentioned? I,
0: I saw you have two, uh, two movies in the oh. works.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. I forgot about that. Yeah, so after Murder Size, um, we have a vampire film planned out called Only Things, um, which we have a script done already. Um, we haven't casted the film fully yet. Um, we do have Drew um, signed on, whether he knows it or not. Find <laughs> out
0: right now. He's under a lifetime contract.
1: Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's under no. <laughs> But you know, we want to bring back like a lot of our favorite people on that one. So I've been talking to you know Nina and Kansas and Jessa, you know, but I haven't made any official and casting announcements yet. But uh, yeah. everyone, everyone who reads the script is really excited about it. So yeah,
2: that's not until way like sometime next year. Yeah, maybe. sometime next year. Yeah.
1: And then I have another script that I finished at the same time called "Wrestle uh, Babes and the Heavy Metal Demon Massacre."
0: Now that is a title.
1: <laughs> working title. title. A working <laughs>
0: title.
1: Um, that one I'm really excited about as well. Um, but, yeah, it would take, you know, if, uh, that would probably come after only things more, more than anything, I would say. So, yeah, those two, those scripts are ready to go. Um, but, yeah, right now it's just all, all murder size all right murder now, size. getting all the perks ready to ship out and get it onto streaming.
0: Excellent. Well, it was really fun to watch it. It was really cool to talk with you both. Oh, man, thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, I hope we do this again sometime. Thanks.
2: Hell, yeah, thank man. you so we'll love much to come for, back for watching the movie. Thank yeah, you. Hey, You're welcome.
0: Thanks for making it.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> No
1: room. problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I hope to uh, meet you guys somewhere, yeah. either out in L.A. or Genre Blast or some somewhere. That would yeah. be great.
2: Yeah. I hope so. I hope so.
4: Death